Welcome to another episode of Really Healthy, brought to you by Alpine Plastic Surgery. I'm Scott Mitchell. And I'm Melanie Douglas. We've got a great show for you today. Appreciate you joining us today and always. Uh, so we're going to talk about our metabolic health. Are we actually metabolically healthy? We're going to what talk about that? relationships. We're going to talk about the doctor. We're going to talk about balance. We're going to talk about health ch- uh, challenges, We've nutrition, nutrition challenges. Challenge, We've got a lot challenge. for you. All right, let's start right from the beginning. So in the news, uh, we ran across this article about our metabolic health. And even though you may be skinny on the scale, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're metabolically healthy. And, and so the first question is, what is metabolically healthy? Yes, so what does that's, it all mean? That's the new kind of health you want. You want to be metabolically healthy. It, that includes all of your numbers. So that's about your blood sugar, your cholesterol, your blood pressure, your waist circumference, your weight. All of that is part of your metabolic health. So now it's not just about the number on the scale. It's what's happening on the inside. Right. And this this isn't new. But what's new from this study is how bad we're doing. We're not doing very well with this. Only 12 percent of us are metabolically healthy. Do you think you're metabolically healthy? I'm scared to find out now. You know what? This is really interesting because I don't go to the doctor. So I don't even know if I'm metabolically healthy. And I feel like I'm not alone. A lot of us probably have the same answer. I don't know. I haven't checked my cholesterol because I assume because I work out and eat well that I'm metabolically fit. But you know what? Genetics, I'm stressed, I don't get enough sleep. I could have a disaster metabolic, you know, I could be really unhealthy. Uh, When we first started this program, I actually went to the doctor and he kind of started going through all of these things and he goes, bad, 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 Uh bad. Oh, that's not so bad. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, the, the word morbidly obese, I think, was the description of what he said where I am right now. We're going to talk more about this yes. in, in the next segment. Uh, but it's, it's an interesting uh, discussion and something, uh, you know, ways that we can possibly improve this. And um, there, there are different ways, but there's probably one, one way. So we'll get to that in a bit. But right now we want to talk about our nutritional challenge. Right. Oh, look at the kitty so, cat. Doesn't it, you just want to go, oh, your little kitty not cat me. right you there. Can, you can have that cat <laughs> and all the hair that it leaves in your oh, bed. Oh, we, no, love, we love kitty cats. <laughs> so this cat is really, he's having a good old time and he's sleeping. sleeping. Yeah. I think cats have the best life in the world. Yeah. They are the best sleepers in the maybe world. Maybe I would sleep better if I had a cat next to me. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm missing. Uh, well, maybe, yeah. Maybe if you had whiskers and you had, I don't know. But our nutrition challenges uh, has nothing to do with what you put in your mouth. It's about getting your rest at nights. We want you to get eight hours of sleep. Do it. Make it happen. For one week, you got to get eight hours of sleep. And I swear, you'll feel better. And I go through phases where I'm not a good sleeper and I go through phases where I sleep really well. I feel the difference. I feel more energy, but I make better food choices and overall, I feel less stressed. So let's do it. We're all going to yeah, do and, it together. And the intermittent fasting had, ooh. Oh, yeah. I'm just You're telling you right now, better, I am right? sleeping so much better. And yeah. I don't know if it's that I'm not eating later at night or, or that I'm, you know, that I'm having more during the day and my body, I, I don't, but I just, I know one of, whether yeah. it's intended or not, sleep yeah. is much, much better. So I love this one. And there's some tremendous value. They say what uh, sleep is nature's nurse. It, it's when your body really heals itself. And yes. So it's wonderful. All right. Okay. And then we have, of course, a fitness, a challenge. fitness challenge. 
for the oh, week. We're gonna we're gonna do something with a pen. So we're starting the new year. We're gonna write down your health and fitness goals. Now look, if you don't own a pen or a pencil and paper anymore, then type it into your phone, but put it or type an email and send it to yourself. But write down what are your goals this year? What are you worried about? What do you want to focus on? Pick a couple things and write it down. Put it out there in the universe, send it to someone. It's always better if someone else sees it. Hang it up on the fridge, hang it up in your closet. But the act of actually typing or writing the words is very powerful. It is. In fact, the the likelihood of succeeding dramatically increases when we write down our goals. Yes. I'll give you a couple of like little quick pointers about what to do when you write them. Make them tangible, make them well-defined with a timeline. Yes. Magic will happen. I'm just telling you. Magic will happen. So they're tangible. It doesn't mean like I'm going to lose 400 pounds this year. Not, not a tangible goal. Probably not a good healthy goal either, by the way. Uh, and and be, have it well-defined so it's not some arbitrary pie-in-the-sky pie dream thing that you know specifically what, what are the tasks that will help you accomplish it and then put a timeline to it. Do you know why we put a timeline, Melanie? Why? <laughs> uh, because it triggers inside your subconscious that it's something that has to get done. Mm. If you never put a timeline to it, it'll just float it'll just float out. You know, you talk about putting it out in the universe, it will float out in the universe, but our our subconscious says, "All right, there's a deadline, there's a due date. I have to get it done at that." And it's uh, it's remarkable. Like all those tests you studied for in school like yeah. super late at night yeah. or the projects you did last minute, you did them because there was a timeline. And you knew you had to get them done. Whether you did them late or whatever, you got them done. So it's a powerful thing. Okay, uh, we have a question from a a listener. Uh, Jenny Peterson Love. Actually, that was really wordy. Okay, here's my question. What are the ways to keep encouraged beyond the scale? And what other things are Scott tracking besides weight that are also health indicators? What are the updates on these things? Okay, this is all uh, you. What are what? How do you get encouraged beyond the scale? Okay, um, you know, there's one way that's really simple, and it talks. Maybe it's a little bit about goals, but it's about I've seen my future, and it's in the form of my own father, and I watched him uh, really tragically and actually quite um, dramatically die over the course of six years from complications related to diabetes, and it was all because he was just overweight. Yeah. And so I know what my future is if I don't take care of this. That's always there. It's always in the back of my mind. It's always something that uh, when I um, when I want to quit, when I want to give up, I, I just, and, and part of it is not that I just want to be like my dad, but part of it is also um, to pay homage to him. Because he couldn't figure it out, and he wanted to really bad. And so really this show is about, uh, uh, it's about my dad, and it's about uh, my, my paying respect to I'm going to find the way, and I'm not going to end up in the same fate as my dad. And so great question about some of the updates, and I'm actually going back to the doctor, and I think it's a really good thing because that, that's where we have to. Yeah. Um, it's really I mean, if I want to We're be healthy, we're going to go back and right, check those numbers for you, and, and, and check we'll give what the numbers an are, and, and how everything is, and so um, we'll see how it goes. And we'd love to uh, uh, report that back to you. But you also should go to the doctor. Maybe it's a great New Year's resolution that I'm going to go get a checkup before we go. Are right, we going to take a break? Uh, when we come back from our break, what do we have with us? Uh, we're going to we, get back into oh, metabolic yes. health. Like, how do you change it? 
how to find out your own metabolic health. Yes. All right. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Really Healthy. Scott Mitchell, Melanie Douglas here. Uh, of course, we're talking about our metabolic health. Yes. And I have a, a friend from high school. Looks great, super uh, active. You would you would say, there's no way this guy's not healthy. Right. There's, I mean, there's just no way. And he had, I think, his first heart attack when he was 39 years old. And so, just because we're thin, and, and I know we've mentioned that in earlier the earlier part of the show, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're metabolically healthy. Right. And so, there's other things going on, whether it's... Uh, you know, our sugar level. I mean, I know I know really skinny people who have diabetes. Yes. And there's all kinds of issues. Uh, yeah. So basically, your your health is not defined by how you look. You can't look at somebody and say, oh, that person's healthy or not. That is a tiny part of the equation. A big part of it is what's going on, on the inside, right? Your metabolic health. But it also is not just numbers. We're not just numbers when it comes to our health. It's about um, overall wellness. Like if you're sleeping, if you're stressed, if you're happy, do you feel like you have energy to get through the day? And then all those medical numbers we look at. But here's the question. Do you know if you're metabolically healthy? How can you find this out, right? How would you know? I wouldn't. You can't look at a person. I, I don't know that you can necessarily say, man, I feel metabolically healthy. You can't. You can't do that. So the point is you have to go to the doctor. You have to go get some blood work, get your blood pressure checked, find out what your sugar is, what your cholesterol is. This is something that... Um, it, if it's an investment in your health or if your insurance covers it, but you have to know. So, I mean, I'm guilty of this. I try to do a lot of things right when it comes to health, but I'm going to go, that's what I'm going to do this month. I'm going to get my metabolic profile done and see where I stand because how can you take care of it or prevent it if you don't know what's going on? So will you share the results on our show? Yes. I hope they're good, but I, yeah, let's see. No, I think it would be a a, a fun thing, a fun thing to do. And part of it is... You're trying to do this, uh, all these things, right? You're trying to be healthy. You're trying to exercise, eat right, all these things. But if you don't really go, you're never really going to know. You're just not, you're not going to know. And so you could, you could be spending all this time, this energy, this money, and really feel like you're on the right path. But there's something, who knows what it is. It, maybe, it's, right. maybe it's the stress of relationships. Maybe, who knows? Right. Whatever it may be, something's causing this uh, in your uh, in your life. And so absolutely going to a doctor is a, is a key thing to do for everyone. Right. So you got to go to the doctor to find out where you stand so you know what to focus on. But the other thing when it comes to this whole metabolic health thing, some people might be listening and feeling overwhelmed, right? Because now we're like, you have to eat right and you need to drink enough water and you need to exercise. Oh, and you need to get eight hours of sleep and don't be stressed out. <laughs> oh, and know your metabolic numbers and make sure your cholesterol is okay. So it's, it's overwhelming, right? So you've got to balance this and know that you're not going to do everything perfect every single day. The way I kind of approach it is I try to tackle what's the most critical issue right now. Basically, what what are you doing really poorly with right now? Because <laughs> we all have that area of our health where we're like, oh, I'm hitting the drive through every day yeah. or I'm not sleeping. What Think back on your life and say, what what area of my health needs the most attention right now? And just tackle it like one thing at a time and realize you don't have to do it all today right now. I, I know this has been a big challenge for me because it's kind of, it, it feels like an all or nothing yeah. proposition. And it feels like if there's one one little 
rock that's out of balance that oh, it's hopeless. Right. And so if it's hopeless, I'm not even going to try. And I think that's a common feeling. I know I've felt that before. And I think it's a common feeling with a lot of things. And I can tell you that I've come in here and we've done this show and your your perspective on all of this has been that that whole balancing yes. perspective. And I think it's one of your greatest strengths. And I've really appreciated it where I feel like, OK, you know, I can go on and don't make this such a big deal. And, and it, right. it, it's, it's OK. It's OK if you slip and fall. It's OK. This is a continuing process to to make your life a, a healthy life. And and you can't continue to beat yourself up over one issue or one one thing and i i like your i like your approach to that one <laughs> that one thing that's that kind of the is the bugaboo it's that one challenge right. it's that really hard thing uh it, it i think it at least when you say it yeah. maybe it's people out there they feel the same thing they go you know what uh i don't have to do everything right now but let's let's focus on that one thing. And I can focus on that one thing. Yeah. And, you know, that could be for longer periods of time. Like you might say, I'm going to focus on my sleep for a week or a month or. But for me personally, it is a daily thing. I wake up and I and every day is a crazy is a crazy adventure. Like today I'm in Salt Lake all day long. That's a completely different day than yesterday where I was mom, you know, running kids to the dentist and trying to make a, an amazing dinner. So. I wake up every day and say, okay, what what do I need to do today to maintain my health? And today it might be having healthy food in the car so I don't hit the drive-thru because I'm not home all day. But tomorrow it might be that I need to do some yoga because I'm going to be really stressed out because I have, you know, I have all these commitments and I've overbooked my schedule or whatever. But sometimes you can just take it a day at a time and think about what does, what um, trials does today bring and how can I handle that? Um, as you talk about this, one of the things that comes to my mind is what we talked about in the segment just before this, and that is our fitness challenge is to write out our goals. Yes. And if you fail to plan, plan to fail, right? And so if we're if we're arbitrarily going through life and things come up, yeah, it's so much harder to handle it as opposed to if we have a plan. Now, a plan means it's a good it's a good outline, it's a good direction. And you should plan for the contingency as well. Yeah. Things come up. Life happens as we're preparing for our life, so to so to speak. And maybe that's part of your plan, part of your goals. It's like um, there's going to be a challenge this year. I'm going to fail, and one of my goals is that no matter how many times I fail, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. Right. And that can be a goal. For people is just to keep is just to keep going, even though I I mess up, I screw up. I would say that it's more than a goal. I I would say that's life. Like I wouldn't even I would just tell myself that's life. I don't quit. I never quit on this. It's something I do every day. It's like brushing your teeth, or you know, it's a priority every day. And that sometimes when I use the word goal, because I give up easily, I'll tell you that. I really do. And so sometimes I'll be like, eh, I set a goal this morning. I already failed. Whatever. (laughs) It's 1030. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, it's it's over. over. (laughs) And so sometimes that goal to me is something I put off. And so maybe when you're held, one way to think about it is that this is part of you. It's part of you. Every day when you wake up, you think about your health. What am I going to do for my health today so I can be healthy all the way around, inside, outside, with my relationships, you know, sounds perfect, right? Yeah. 
All right, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about me uh, and how I'm doing, which we always love to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we don't. But it's about relationships, our relationships with other people, our relationships with people who like us. Uh, Maybe we do bad things in certain relationships. Yeah, how those relationships affect your health. And maybe a relationship with food or two. So you want to stick around? We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to Really Healthy. Scott Mitchell, Melanie Douglas here. It's that, is it dreaded? Is it that dreaded I time? I'm or looking is it forward the, to it. I have no idea what it? you're going to say, but it's time to no hear your idea. update. Okay, update. so as um, I, 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 love, I love intermittent fasting. Okay. I am committed to this whole process of finding out, and I, I, it's just kind of part of my nature, yeah. just curiosity and exploring and and I love I love that kind of tinkering with things and seeing how they all they all work together. I will tell you though that intermittent fasting is nothing like I thought it would be. In, in what in way? In a very good way. It really is in a very good way. There um I I think the the scariest part for me was always about the it was this fear of not being able to eat. And it just hasn't it hasn't been that way and there've been so many positive um changes Beyond just like weight loss, right? Right, which is happening, but it's been. I feel like I have even more energy. I feel like I'm more focused. I feel like I go through a day more on an even keel. That I don't have the spikes, the highs, the lows. Yeah, I have. I have a better ability to sleep, and so in general, and I'm like, but beyond it, I think it's also. This is something that's sustainable. Like I, I go, I could, I could manage this, especially with my schedule. Do you and do everything it seven days on. a week, every I do day, it all the time, every day? Yeah, yeah. And, and it, we it, should it, recap. It just, it's just not hard to do. It's it just the way my schedule works out, how everything flows. Uh, it, it's it's it works great. And you're fasting about sixteen hours. You have eight hour window in. Probably to more. Eat. Really? Yeah, I really am because I'm not like. I, I, I mean, I start at eleven thirty in a day, mm-hmm. and then six thirty. So it's really only seven hours. You know, um, someone actually asked me if you were drinking water when you fast. So you should let people know. Do you drink water? What? Yeah. Are, oh, you, absolutely. Yeah. And and that was that was the thing that was that that has really helped me to kind of stay with it. Yeah. Is in the times that I'm fasting, I'm drinking water. So you're hydrated. I, there. Yeah. 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 And I bet in, you appreciate fact, food fact, a lot said, more. No, 100%. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I value, okay, I'm going to, it's like, it's like, this is the time that I get to eat here. So let's really take advantage of it. Let's really focus in on, um, you know, the, the quality of your food. Uh, yes. And I, I, I enjoy, and I also feel that I'm eating uh, to to more fuel myself. Yeah. It's like I'm hungry. Yeah. And so I eat as opposed to So you're more just, satiated. And I'm more aware of it. Yeah. A, a whole lot more aware of it. So that's all good stuff. Yes. Those are all good changes. Yes. Um, and so, but let's talk about a little bit about relationships 
and the impact that they have. Because I'm thinking about the changes that you're making and things we've talked about in the past. But sometimes we have these relationships, whether it's friends or your sister or your kids or things you might do as a family where you head down an unhealthy path. Whenever you get with this group of people. You head down an unhealthy path. Does that happen well, anytime? Uh, so you kind of go, I, I have my drinking buddies kind of yeah. thing. It's yeah, kind of like that. And I don't drink. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of like I, I, there are people that I'm going to go out with or I'm going to go certain places when I want to indulge myself in probably not the most healthy way. Right. That, they, that, that we commiserate together. <laughs> so, like, uh, so I can tell you that, yes, I have... I have those relationships. Yeah. Well, and I do too. I, and and uh, and sometimes I'm not sure that they realize uh, the the significance of the relationship. Yeah. And I, and I can and so if we're if we're like total transparency here, do it. Uh, people at work. Yes. So I'll hopefully in, they're listening. No, just kidding. <laughs> so I'll say, hey, let's go to lunch. Yeah. And or you know or something like that, and so. Let's go. Uh, and I know they're going to eat, and we're going to go somewhere that I like. I really like to go. Yeah. And and it's in those moments that I feel uh, a, a willingness to kind of slip up. Yeah. Just go I know the, you get yeah. yeah you get you get yeah. in that group with that energy, and you tend to you overeat, like, or you think, um, hey, do you want this? Yeah. You don't want an appetizer. Okay, you know. It, it, Should we get dessert? Yeah, yeah we'll share well get it. Dessert. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, and you know that they're going to, you know, it's it's yeah. not going to be a good thing. Well, let me share an example that I have. So I have a shopping group of friends, and we like to go for the day and go shopping. And we have a restaurant we go to, and it is like appetizer, entree, eat all the bread, eat dessert. I mean, we go all out. And we shop and we we have lots of fun. And it's like, I don't want to ruin the tradition, but at one point we were doing our thing where we were all eating a bunch of food. And I was just like, you know what, let's do something different. And so we all actually went on a diet together. Well, not a diet, but we changed our eating for a few weeks where we didn't eat any junk. And we did a healthy kind of eating adventure together instead of our overeating day. And it was really nice because I learned a lot about my friends and I felt like we deepened our connections. And But... You don't have to stay in that routine. That was the thing for me. It was like we were doing this thing we always do. And I was like, why do we have to do this? We can. You can still alternate. Like you can go do the fun thing and overeat every once in a while. But it doesn't always have to be that way with that certain group of people. So over the holidays, we had uh, a lot of parties uh, at KSL. Uh-huh. And we had a responsibility to bring uh, some kind of dish. Did you bring the veggie tray? I did. <gasps> I totally. I am proud. I totally did. I know. <laughs> I know. Really exciting, but but I actually did. And so, but there's another relationship, and and it and rather quickly here, it's it's uh, it's a relationship with a certain type of food. Yes. And is there a way to break through with that? Like I can tell you, my birthday, really. Like coming really soon. The tradition of my birthday was I got my very own cheesecake. And it's one of those things that it's my birthday. Dear and near is that homemade cheesecake. Well I I don't want to here's my philosophy. Don't give it up. I mean it's your birthday. If it really is like a random thing that doesn't happen that often, you should do it and plan around it. You can eat less, exercise a little more, budget around. Two bites? 
No, well, I whatever. See, small, I'm I'm too liberal. No, I'm just going to say I, keep the tradition. It sounds fun. Ask Melanie because she's great about <laughs> this. All right, uh, you've been listening to Really Healthy. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, uh, we have some awesome workouts, full length wor- workouts that are going to be on our website. So check out reallyhealthyshow.com. Please uh, visit us and like us on Instagram, Facebook, Really Healthy Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks to our sponsor, Alpine Plastic Surgery, and for Melanie. I'm Scott. Have a really healthy day. This program does not provide medical advice. The contents of this program are for informational purposes only. The program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this program. Bonneville International does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on the program. Reliance on any information provided on the program is solely at your own risk.